Good day, everybody. Uh, welcome to Jim and Mike Talk Music. This is Mike. This is Jim. We are on show 26. Show uh, 26. What are you drinking there? Uh, what are you drinking, Jim? I'm drinking coffee. Okay. I got one on each side. I got the, the cool, clear water over here and then my uh, coffee with vanilla. Mm-hmm. Vanilla bean. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the show because uh, I just want to throw out some different things that we're doing today here on the show. Uh, we're going to do This Day in Music. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I've got some sad news, but it's news. It's music news. It's some uh, some obituaries. And then a weekend update of sorts. And then, uh, Jim, we're going to talk about both kinds of Elvises, the young and old Elvises. Two different Elvises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you like Elvis, uh, that would be the one who is deceased and the one who is still living. Uh, so we, um, we're going to start with This Day in Music. This is January 15th, so I guess I'll start. So I got January 15th, 1961. Uh, the Supreme mm-hmm. signed a worldwide recording contract with Motown Records. So that was a big one. Yeah. Originally, they were originally founded as the Primates. 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 <laughs> they be- that's, different than, that's different than Primates. Yeah, yeah. They became the most <laughs> commercially successful of Motown's acts and are today America's most successful vocal group with 12 number one singles on Billboard Hot 100. Jim, I've got January 15th, 1972. Led Zeppelin's Black Dog made its debut on the U.S. singles charts. The group's third single peaked at number 15 and spent eight weeks on the chart. I've always wondered about the Black Dog. Here it is. And I know listeners, you've been wondering too. What about the Black Dog? The song's title is a reference to a nameless black lab that was wandering around the studios during recording. Hmm. Now, I don't know if it's inside or outside, you know, but this black lab retriever was wandering around and they wrote a song about Black Dog. Maybe they just started singing, you know, Black Dog. Oh, kind of like the like Susu Studio thing. Like you don't know what you're going to sing yet, but you just, you sing something uh, random. Yeah. And Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. had a lot of songs that, I mean, I'm pretty sure Black Dog doesn't mention Black Dog in the song. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They had a lot of songs. Like, what are we going to name this? Yeah, I think they just came up with songs and then just, what are we going to name it? It wasn't like, yeah. you know, they had the title and then that was in the chorus. Some songs they did, right. but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mine is also uh, January 15th, 1972. Don McLean's American Pie started a four-week run at number one in the U.S. singles chart. And the song is a recounting of the day the music died, a term taken from the song. The 1959 plane crash that killed Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. His real name was... (laughs) His real name was (laughs) Giles or Jills. J-I-L-E-S. That's a strange first name. Uh, Perry Richardson Jr., though. He went by the Big Bopper. The song was listed as the number five song on the RIAA Project Songs of the Century. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So that's the January 15th of the same year. So, you know, uh, Don McLean's song is quite different than Black Dog by Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. You know, it's you got a full range even in the same year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Up next, I have January 15th, 1983. Men at Work started four-week run. It's a whole month of being number one on the U.S. charts. Mm-hmm. And that is the single Down Under. Yeah. And this, of course, 
just the world where every, every American found out what Vegemite is. Because if they didn't know, they'd look it up. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you, the internet wasn't invented yet. They you would find out, out your, somehow, you know. You get out, get out your, the books, um, kiddos. Britannica, or what was it? Yes, <laughs> yes. Encyclopedia. Yes, Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica, yeah, mm-hmm. and look it up. Australian groups, uh, this was the uh, Australian group's second uh, U.S. at number one. Jim, I have, I've told you this before. I don't know if the listeners heard, but I had, a, I have fond memories of the song. I was walking uh, back from your house when we were both about 16, maybe 15. And uh, instead of telling my parents where I was and they could pick me up, I was about four or five miles all the way back home. Mm-hmm. And this song, I think it was the rhythm of what I was walking. <laughs> this, this song went over and over my head. Forget it. It's pretty weird. Pretty weird trivia. Trivial I love, trivia. I love Men at Work. I still do. Yeah, it's a great tune. It really is. Who Can It Be Now? That was another one. Yeah. This one's actually my favorite song. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then. I have a more recent one. This is sadly four years ago. I was a big fan of the Cranberries. And yeah. I think it was one of those bands I always hoped maybe later on would get back together. I always liked Doris O'Rourden's voice. Um, on January 15th, 2018, uh, she died unexpectedly while she was in London, England for a recording session. And of course, the Cranberries had a um, hit in 1994 with Linger, Dreams, Zombie. And the band's 1993 album, Everybody Else Is Doing It, So Why Can't We, spent a total of 86 weeks on the UK charts. 86 wow. weeks. Yeah. Wow. Well over a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did have the pleasure of seeing them once. There was a, yeah. It was a stadium. So I, a friend, Al, mm-hmm. uh, I know when he lived in Boston, he saw them at a little club. Yeah. I think probably when mm-hmm. the album first came out, because they didn't know how well it would do, but that would have been cool. Yeah. So they were even more popular in the UK than the US. Uh, the Cranberries aren't a household name. I mean, close, but uh, yeah, you know, they were even more popular in the UK. And they were, of course, from Ireland. And I always yeah. like that. I like that. So, I like the Irish singers. Going on to January 15th, 2002. I'm talking about somebody that was popular in the 80s, though, but this is a 2002 news item. 1980s British pop legend Adam Ant was admitted to a mental ward 24 hours after being charged by police with pulling a gun on staff in a London pub. Wow. So, you know, I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was playing. He might not have been playing music. He probably was out on the town and maybe with friends or whatever. Uh, It's not exactly, you know, he was out playing somewhere, but yeah, hope he's all right. Uh, Let's see. We had trivia on here. His his birth given name, Adam Ant, not escapes me. I think you got it right on a trivia question once, but we'll move on. From that. Stand and deliver. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. Stand and deliver. Before when we did music news, why is it me that always comes up with the obituaries? I don't know, but we've mm-hmm. got three here for you. They're very varied, just like just like all the musical styles that Jim. And Mike talk music relate to. So let's start right off with uh, Sinead O'Connor. It is not her obituary, but her 17-year-old son, Shane, you probably read, uh, was found dead. He was missing for two days. He's missing for two days. He's longer name because, you know, she also gave herself a a different name. I'm not sure if it's it's Jewish. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, uh, she named him uh, Nevi'im Nesta Ali. Shane O'Connor. So Sinead appeared, uh, appealed to him 
uh, on social media to get help. He was on a suicide watch, actually. Uh, Shane was and left the hospital. And so she was trying to find him. Sinead herself, you know, has been very open about her mental health issues and even uh, contemplations of suicide. You know, when she was very stressed uh, and it got out there, that was um, what was that a, a year or two ago? Seems like. Yeah, she was on uh, sure. Facebook or Twitter. She she was actually looking I guess for someone to take her in, I she was if I would have taken really her at in. the edge. She was in New Jersey, yeah. too, not too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. She could have, she could have stayed at your house for a while. I think it would have been a heck. It would have been a great interview. We have a finished basement, so she could have stayed down there. Mm-hmm. You know, I might've had to put a lock mm-hmm. on the door for a while, you know, yeah, who knows? Things, things cooled down. But we do love, we do love <laughs> Sinead. We love her music. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're thinking of her and uh, Shane was one of four children that uh, Sinead had. The next, uh, someone you might not know. And, you know, Jim, you were, you were keen on music trivia. Niles, right? But rapper Draco, the ruler. No, died. I don't know him. Yeah, he was 28 years old, uh, oh. very young. You know, just missed, uh, you know, went a little too far to 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 enter the 27 Club. Uh, he was stabbed backstage at the, quote, once upon a time in L.A. fest. So this this fest was going to be headlined by 50 Cent and Snoop Dogg. They both had to end the show and, and cancel. I did hear about that. I, I didn't know the rapper's yeah. name. Yeah, I did. Hear, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah at a yeah. show. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. So he's at a show backstage and he was uh, seen lying on the ground, bleeding from the head. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, typically you get stabbed in the chest and shoulder and, and, you know, but he got stabbed in the head somehow. So Draco, the ruler has passed. He won't, he won't hit the stardom that 50 Cent and, uh, and Snoop, doggy dog have achieved. Yeah, so Draco, you know, Draco the ruler, like maybe he was just somehow on stage and just went off and they stabbed him in the neck. It just takes down the whole show, though. I mean, but we don't know who stabbed them, right? No, no, it doesn't doesn't say. Hmm. Uh, Then someone random went away. So uh, my last bit of music news here. This is organizer of Woodstock, mm co-organizer, organizer of the original Woodstock, Michael Lang. He died at age 77. He was battling a rare form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm-hmm. He also was, uh, look, he, he did have a part in helping create Woodstock 94 and Woodstock 99 and had a plan for the 50th anniversary, uh, but that never panned out to the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Yeah, so there is someone who had a vision to, for something as wild as Woodstock. It's hard to even imagine like that, someone like Michael Lang not thinking it up and, and it actually not ever mm. happening. What if there was no oh, Woodstock? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, would it have been something else years later? Like in, instead of 69, it could have been like in 1972 or something. They would have had some big, some big fest. Yeah. And the um, people he got there, I don't know how, I don't know how popular they were at the, like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, but he got some big, yeah. I mean, now we know him as big names, but how big were yeah. they back then? I mean, they didn't live. Yeah too long mm-hmm. um, yeah so he he had connections i mean lots of connections mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. organize something like that so yeah so we're missing uh, on this earth now michael lang uh died at age 77 oh i i think we have 
a weekend update. Not to be confused. Weekend update. Not to be confused with <laughs> weekend update SNL. But we're mm-hmm. talking about this singer, musician, artist known as the weekend without the E at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Jim, Jim, it's so interesting, you know, just before you jump into it, just, uh, you know, we, we, we like to explore so many different styles of music. And uh, sometimes I'm hesitant when I think of, uh, of pop, you know, because mm-hmm. we haven't talked that much about pop stars yeah, uh, I think about the weekend, at, you know, people who are getting a lot of press, people who are popular, you know, mm-hmm. um, people who are getting press. I think about uh, the Eilish, you know, just just people like that. And we don't talk much about him. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, just listen to some of this stuff lately uh, since you've uh, encouraged me to do this. Well, there are a lot of um, pop artists that are pretty creative in, in what they do and not just churning out your basic, you know, pop dance Right. And that's what we're looking uh, at. Yeah. And I noticed yeah. uh, the latest album, he's listed as R&B and soul, not listed mm-hmm. as pop or hip hop or anything. It's R&B and soul. He's a little odd in that he uses a lot of uh, synthesized uh, keyboards. Some of his songs have that 80s feel. Right. Like his song Bright Lights from his last album, I think it mm-hmm. was on the charts for a year or more. I'm pretty sure he got dissed at the Grammys, which is amazing yeah, to yeah. me because the album was was great. The song, the, there was a keyboard part in it that sounded like "Aha, Take on Me." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 I heard it now in my head. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about him he, is he he's thinking out of the box. He's he's pretty creative with his videos. Uh, the character is wearing a red jacket. He's got gloves mm-hmm. on. He gets beat up in the video. So whenever you'd see the mm-hmm. weekend perform on TV or right. I guess in concert, he he had blood on his face. He was wearing the same outfit. So he took that character. Right. And he showed up, he showed up as a as a guest on a talk show, I believe. I can't mm-hmm. think of who that was, but he's got the red jacket on and they're like, What's on your face? Yeah. So I can't remember yeah. who that was, but he's he's yeah. he's playing up the part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the new album is called Dawn FM, and some of the songs, actually, it's cool. They go into the other songs, so it's almost like a theme. The one song at the end, there's like a, a radio guy talking up mm-hmm. maybe the next song, so almost like you're listening to a radio station. Right. It's definitely Not, a theme album, Jim. It's definitely yeah. a theme album because it starts out with the radio announcer and ends with the radio announcer. Yeah. So you don't listen to any of those songs on their own. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a concept album. For people that don't know The Weeknd, or maybe they just heard one or two songs or not even any, I'd check it out, the new album. i check out the last album. But this album is getting a lot of press because of one particular song. And maybe you've seen the stories, maybe... Scared to listen to the song. I don't know. It's called What's that, Jim? It's called Here We Go Again. And it hints at a relationship with Angelina Jolie. Now, he doesn't mention her by name, but here's a little background. Uh, in June 2021, mm-hmm. they were spotted grabbing dinner together in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, they were spotted at a concert together. And then in... September of last year, they were back at the same restaurant that they were first spotted at. So who yeah, knows? Yeah. 
you know, and I've well, got well, some luckily, lyrics yeah. here and maybe we can figure out if, uh, you know, he's talking about Angelina Jolie. Um, All right. Give it to me. <clears throat> and this, this is a little um, uh, explicit here. Well, one word is. But now we cruising on a yacht. We clear, yeah. And he's not rapping. He is. Saying, he has a great voice. So don't don't go by these lyrics yeah, yeah, that yeah. this sounds doesn't sound good. <laughs> Said you wanted your boyfriend jealous with a couple of picks, and you didn't expect mm-hmm. to fall for me once you got this D. You know, it rhymes with picks, right? Yeah. The yeah, city yeah. dark, city dangerous. So now here we go. Yeah. And my new girl. Mm-hmm. She a movie star. My new girl, she a movie star. I love to write, make her scream like Nev Campbell. Now, Nev Campbell, mm-hmm. of course, was in Scream, so there you go. But when I make her laugh, swear it cures my depression. Because baby girl, she a movie star. So they're going by movie star. Yeah. You know, is mm-hmm. it about Angelina Jolie? Do our listeners care? Yeah. But the main thing to take, <laughs> the main thing to take from this and we'll probably talk about the weekend, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I really believe, uh, now some of the songs, his voice is a little bit uh, altered, but I really believe he's, he's a mm-hmm. good singer. The songs are very well done. Uh, give the weekend a chance, you know, give him yeah, a listen. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And the video uh, that I'd recommend would be uh, Take My Breath. Uh, there's a video for that on the album okay. and a little bit. Uh, if you're a Jim Carrey fan, the album starts with the voice of Jim Carrey as a radio announcer oh, for I Dawn know. FM okay. 103. Yeah. And ends with it. And uh, in the, it ends with it and called Phantom Regret by Jim. That's what the, uh, the album mm-hmm. ends. And he's just doing Jim Carrey's doing his radio announcer voice. And he says, uh, it's the depth of this moment. We don't reach for bliss. God knows life chaos. But he made one thing true. You got to unwind your mind, train your soul to align, and dance till you find that divine boogaloo. There you go, boogaloo. Yeah, man, so that's, boogaloo. yeah, so that's how. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so, uh, and, oh, the final words are other words. You got to be heaven to see heaven. May peace be with you. And that's in that's in the radio announcer's voice. So yeah, check out the different songs. I think I think it's pretty cool, uh, great. And Jim, thanks for turning me on to the weekend, who I was ignoring with some other along with some other pop stars. The Divine Boogaloo. Okay, so speaking of Electric Boogaloo, there's a movie Divine called Boogaloo but called yeah. Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. It, it's it's ah. it's like I think it's an '80s like breakdancing movie right mm-hmm. so whenever mm-hmm. whenever there's a sequel i have to add electric boogaloo to it <clears throat> it could be spider-man 2 electric boogaloo i think you know yeah so no, that sounds good yeah so there there's this is music related there's a song called yeah. uh the hucklebuck and it's from the tv old tv show the honeymooners from the 50s in one of the honeymooners groups they would post this video where they took video of these women and men dancing in a hospital. There's a guy in a wheelchair with a cane. He gets up, he starts dancing and it's to this song. Uh And I'm like, it goes so well. I'm like, where did this come from? Right. 
I just found out yeah. recently, it's a scene uh, from Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. They're in a hospital. Wow. There's these women wearing yeah. nurses' outfits. And of course, they're dancing to something else in the movie. So anyway, so check that out. <laughs> the Hucklebuck. <laughs> Hucklebuck. Now, now we're going to go on to the two Elvises. Should we start with the living? Yeah. Which one are we? Yeah, you're going to yeah. start with Elvis. Start with, well, um, you, you pause. Maybe you believe that uh, Elvis Presley is still alive. Uh, that's what I take from that pause. Uh, do you <laughs> believe? Are you a believer? At this anyway. point, but back maybe 20 years ago, you know, mm -hmm. I was a believer that Elvis was still alive. That that really yeah, wasn't yeah. him, you know, in the coffin. But now well, I thought the same so, with Michael Jackson and it didn't prove true. Well, he would yeah. be so old now. I'm not sure. Would he still be alive anyway? That's the that's the question. Yeah. 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 Mike, mm -hmm. when we were in Blacksburg, Virginia. Yes. The thirst tour. Yeah. Yeah. Driving and, through. And something about there was something about Elvis. There was an Elvis sighting. And I swear it was in yeah, the was newspaper. A, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It was in the weekly world news. I had that. I was reading that regularly. <laughs> And uh, and we had it right there in Blacks Blacksburg. He was spotted. Yeah. So and we were we on the lookout. We we didn't run into mm -hmm. him. Well, hey, let's start with the uh, the younger Elvis, which his mama calls him Declan, right? Declan mm -hmm. McManus. Elvis Costello still making music, still doing things at the box. Uh, had an album, Clockface. We talked about that a year or two ago on Jim and Mike Talk Music. And then uh, 2021, March of 2021. He had an EP and uh, it's a very unusual, very unusual six songs. So it's three songs done twice. That's the EP. So mm -hmm. one, two and three and then four five and six are the same songs done differently. This is the uh, the EP that was put out in 21. And, it, and it's, it's got a, some um, other. But it's got a like a foreign name, right? That right. That's the about? one that I don't speak French. It's exactly yeah. right. One Iggy pops on the first song, I think. And I asked my wife to uh, interpret because she knew a little French, but she was not able. Very interesting. But let's jump to the new album. So it's got a release date of January 14th, 2022. And it's called The Boy Named If. The single that he put out first is uh, Farewell, okay? <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> Farewell, okay. okay? Farewell, okay? Like, I think somewhere halfway through the song, it's, uh, he, he starts uh, the chorus out with bye, okay? It's a collection of, of songs, of 13 songs that tell the story of a child, a boy or a girl, from their early years all the way up through adulthood, kind of through the teen years. It's kind of hard to know who he's saying farewell to. The, uh, the video, it was very interesting. I'd like our listeners to check out the video for Farewell. Okay, it ends with, uh, with, a, with a snapshot in a snapshot of Elvis Costello holding dolls for, of Laurel and Hardy. Uh -huh. He's holding <laughs> Laurel and Hardy dolls. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what, you know, what is that, a, what is that a, a clue of? I'm not quite sure. Farewell, okay, it's, it's very upbeat. Very, it's very uh, fast danceable, you know, if you're going to thrash about, you know. It's, it's pretty mm -hmm. much typical, uh, the uh, Elvis Costello. And then there's another one called Paint. The Red Rose Blue. Mm -hmm. And this is a ballad, a sweet ballad, as as Elvis Costello can do. 
and it's about family and such. My favorite song, though, after giving a listen, is Magnificent Hurt. And I think it's the best song and the video. Uh, check out Magnificent Hurt. The video, uh, along with other depictions, has hand, not hand puppets. The puppets that you use, I don't think they're all called marionettes, but mm-hmm. the, the puppets where you have use the strings, you know, it's actual yeah. uh, string, their hands, they're, they're, he's playing guitar. So it's puppets of him. And some yeah, other and uh, there's mm-hmm. a, I guess it's a marionette, yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting. What song is that? And that is "Magnificent Hurt." Okay. Yeah. And so there's a video. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, artists that put things out now. Though it's a, it's the case for the weekend. You've got your album out. You've got all the songs, and you get a couple videos, right? So, mm-hmm. so the Elvis Costello album, "The Boy Named If," got videos out for "Magnificent Hurt." And farewell. Okay, so check those out. Uh, I was also looking a little bit of see here. We've uh, he was he was talking about if and and saying that maybe uh, it's about an imaginary friend. Maybe it's about your secret self. Uh, in an interview, uh, someone was trying to get to the point of of who the boy named If was. So this is interesting, Jim. Uh, first time I've read this, and this will end the part on Elvis Costello for me. It's available on vinyl, compact disc, cassette, download. It's later going to be offered on 8-track and flexi-disc. It also has an 88-page... Yes, yes. Also available in an 88-page hardback storybook edition. All right, so you have seven different ways to get this Mm-hmm. 13, 13 mini stories, 13 songs on this album for Elvis wow. Costello. I had no, did you have any idea they're doing eight tracks again? No, I knew like they who, were doing cassettes. Who, who's firing up that production? I mean, well, who? I, have comment, I have some commentary on that because I don't know, maybe it was even 20 years ago they started doing the Digipack, they would call them. I think they had some digital content on it. Maybe that's what they were, why they were called that. But most uh, importantly, they were. Uh, not the plastic they were and i do have okay. a lot of cds that are they may be open and they're paper you know they're cardboard they're mm-hmm. you know where the yeah. cd's inserted Press board, yeah. mm-hmm. but to cut down on you know using plastic so what happened we're doing vinyl now we're doing cassettes which are plastic <laughs> we're doing eight tracks yeah yeah you know not to sound like uh ed begley jr who i don't think drive <laughs> drives drives a car you know he rides a bike you know like an environmentalist i'm all for recycling and all that but like i said i don't want to sound like uh you know way out there go ahead yeah but But, go ahead but what happened what happened we're now making a lot of plastics Mm -hmm. again you know they're trying to i'm going a little rant here that they're trying to yeah yeah. taking away the plastic bags at the grocery stores now we have bags that we bring with us. And I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I try to remember mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But how is one one way and one's the other? And, and eight tracks. What you're gonna start selling eight track players now? That's now, what Mike, I read. You know, I still, I don't know how yeah. it's gonna yeah. Now Mike, yeah. you had a mm-hmm. a Rambler. Was it a Dodge? Sixty five Rambler classic. And it had an sixty five Rambler player. classic. Yeah, and it might oh, have been one of the last eight track players in a car. Who knows? 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, it was it was aftermarket. Yeah, it, no, okay. they didn't they didn't have the they tracks back in '65. Yeah. but it was aftermarket. But um, I uh, wonderfully dug out my a tracks and just listened to Blondie over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah, <laughs> on that a track player. Now I'm wondering. I made you, and back then, for our listeners, I mean, I'm sure a lot of even young people know what a mixtape is or was yeah yeah but yeah. i i must have made you a mixtape on eight track because i remember it was all songs about rambling because you had a rambler yes i'm a rambler yes. man ramble on yeah. led zeppelin yeah yeah you did you did you made me a mix and i, I suppose it went on eight track but i remember the rambling mix <laughs> yes yeah our friend al wanted to uh get a hold of that car and paint the whole thing gloss black black would have looked so great it was just mm-hmm. a puke green but no i had to get rid of that the brakes failed and that's a whole nother story on that mm-hmm. car we'll be so, doing a uh, car podcast hey, soon of, we're gonna break into yeah you know, click no, and clack just, you know just transition here from the the thing elvis to the dead elvis supposedly what's with the name elvis did did people used to actually name their kids elvis he you might know, have been the first yeah, elvis. throw this out I don't know, because, you know, Adolf was popular all the way through 1945, and then people didn't name their children Adolf oh, you know, yeah. for a good reason. But, uh, you know, you just got to wonder. I only knew one other Elvis, okay, down in Virginia. I didn't know him. I didn't know him well. I knew of him. And he, li- he was homeless, lived, without, out, lived with his family out in the woods. Yeah, his name was Elvis, Elvis Shiflet. Elvis, if you're out there. Uh, give us a ring. But the only one other Elvis, and he's in Virginia. Well, here, I have Like, a, in I, my whole life. I just found something here. Uh, the name yeah, Elvis yeah. is primarily a male name of Scandinavian origin. That means all wise. So there is a meaning <laughs> to the word Elvis. Elvis. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you know what? L, L, L means the, okay? And this would be wise. You know, be wise. I got it now. Elvis, the wise. Wow. Yeah. The associated lucky numbers for <laughs> you find some weird nothing. things on the internet. So, Jim, what is your associated lucky number? I know you have one. Seven. I like the number. I like the number five. Seven. Come on. Oh, and seven. seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited uh, for our listeners. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. you heard there is a Elvis movie coming out and it's not a documentary. It's not as I think in depth as Queen, uh, the movie uh, Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody or the yeah, yeah. Elton John movie, which that was a little strange. This one's going to focus more on uh, the relationship between Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis and Colonel Tom Parker, mm-hmm. if you don't know, was Elvis's manager. He basically controlled what Elvis did, maybe what he said. I don't now, know. Right. When you say control, he's his manager. So he's kind of watching what he says, what he does, like content, right? Well, he controlled, you know, the money and the and he also what shows he did. I think he he was the one controlling the, his movie career. Elvis probably didn't want yeah. to do as many movies as he did. Yeah, think about that. Just stop. 30-some movies. I mean, mm-hmm. three would be enough. Three yeah. Elvis movies, or maybe 10, you know? I think it's just, Elvis it's overkill. Was, was maybe a little overworked. 
he did have take a, a break or whatever, you know, and we all know about the comeback special. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a little break in there. Real right. popular in the 50s, not so much in the early 60s until the late 60s again. And then, of course, he passed away, supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, supposedly. Now, Mike, do you know who plays Colonel Tom Parker? I don't know if you've read up on any of them this no i've not read about this no i have no idea um wait 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 um jim gaffigan no no i don't know i don't he's a beloved actor he i think he could almost play almost play anybody that man from cats he was in cats was he in cats the latest no, cats no. but he's one of these people that no. characters don't have there's not a great difference between them and when you find out he's playing someone you're like Hmm. And then when you see it, you believe. Adam and, Sandler's best friend. Adam the, Sandler's best no. friend. And the, <laughs> the actor is Mr. Tom Hanks. We all love Tom <laughs> Hanks. He's playing Colonel wow, Tom Parker. I guess Tom Hanks. Now, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks, of course, played Sully Sullenberg, um, who mm-hmm. landed the plane in the Hudson. And mm-hmm. most recently, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, which, yeah. Which when I heard that, it, I couldn't see him, but he, yeah, he pulled it off. Now Wilson's we, friend in Castaway. He was the uh, conductor, the train conductor on Polar Express. On <laughs> Polar, Express. Polar Express. Yeah, Polar was. Express. Yes. Yeah. 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 But imagine having to act with a volleyball. Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. That's yeah. who you got to act with. And he pulled it off. <laughs> he pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's going to be really easy on this set is they can just say Tom and he's going to answer because it's his character name and his given name. So it'll be easy on the set. Now, this movie's coming out June 24th. So it's already, you know, as they say, in the can. It was delayed because of COVID. It was supposed to be uh, released October 1st. Then it was delayed again a couple of times. And it also, on March 12th, 2020, they had the halt production. Because Tom Hanks and his wife tested positive for COVID. So he was filming this when he got yeah. COVID. It was filmed in Australia, of all places, not wow. the United States. I wonder why. Tell me, what's the title of this? I don't think we... Well, this is the, the thing. Title of the, movie? the movie didn't have a title for a while. And now on um, Wikipedia, it just says Elvis. So I don't know if they're going to change. I guess that's the title, Elvis. I mean, it could be called Elvis and the Colonel. That would have been yeah, a yeah. better title. Now they did release. Can you say tra- that? Laughing? No. Can you say that without laughing? Elvis and the Colonel. <laughs> yeah. I'm, no. I'm just, you know, just yeah. checking. I mean, on Wikipedia, it says it chronicles the life and career of rock and roll legend Elvis Presley. But I did hear it's mostly focused on the Colonel and Elvis. I mean, how long can this movie be? Elvis had, even though he died at age 42, he mm-hmm. had a full career, you know, he can cover the, when he went into the army, when he yeah. got, met Priscilla, all that, besides his musical mm-hmm. career, his movies, mm-hmm. you know, it would have to be a two-parter, three-parter, you know, like Lord of the Rings, yeah. it would have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you, Jim. I have a question. So how is this, how do you think this movie's going to hit? Uh, I'm thinking of Wolves in particular. I sent you a photo about two years ago. It was a picture of me and Elvis, cardboard okay. cutout. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, out of nowhere. So my friend down in Virginia, she's about 70. 
years old, and she has this cardboard cutout of Elvis in her bedroom and some other Elvis things. How how is this? How is this? Is this going to irritate those people who who see the polished Elvis and just love Elvis? You know, I just I just mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Uh, is it going to hit some people hard? You know, this this is dirt, right? Is this behind the scenes dirt with Colonel Tom Parker? I think I don't know. I have the feeling it's going to be a well done production. It's not going to be hokey. Mm-hmm. It's going to be serious. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But is it going to dig up some dirt to tarnish mm-hmm. the godlike Elvis? That's what I'm wondering. You know, this, 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 some of these people, especially people, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking people in their 70s, but uh, a little mm-hmm. before, a little after. I mean, what is this? Is this movie going to present? Is it all a good light on Colonel Tom Parker? Well, I would assume that uh, it would have to be approved by Elvis's estate. Especially if, the, mm-hmm. you know, you can't have an Elvis movie and not have Elvis songs in it. So they would have to have know what they're going to say. As far, as far as yeah. Colonel Tom Parker, his life is a little tarnished anyway. I don't think people yeah. particularly liked the control he had over Elvis. You know, and eventually if Elvis had lived, I think, well, Colonel Tom Parker was probably 20 years old. He might have been 20 years older than Elvis anyway, but eventually maybe Elvis mm-hmm. would have gotten a new manager. Yeah, uh, Elvis, yeah. Elvis never, I don't know if you know this, Elvis never toured in another country ever. He only wow. toured the United States. Colonel Tom Parker had something going on where I don't think he could get a passport. I don't know if it was yeah. criminal or... So restricting yeah. um, him from traveling. You know, some people are afraid to travel. They, they have a fear of the unknown, you know, talking a half century ago or, or more. Some people have a fear of travel. What if, what if Elvis was restricted by Colonel Tom Parker's fear No, of something to do with, with the colonel not being able to travel with Elvis. Yeah, okay. So he made yeah. it so that Elvis did not, he wouldn't want to go, you know, have Elvis go somewhere without him yeah. being there. Yeah, and I didn't mean Elvis was afraid yeah. to travel. I meant, yeah. I meant Parker was. Yeah. So... We have this guy, his name is Austin Butler uh, mm-hmm. as Elvis. Uh-huh. Now, he's virtually unknown. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know if you saw that. Okay. Uh, I did a, not. No. Quentin Tarantino. It's a fictional account leading up to the Manson murders. Um, Brad Pitt's in it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Leon- Leonardo DiCaprio and... Uh, Austin Butler played the role of Tex Watson, who was a member of the Manson family. He yeah. was probably one of the people on the, the farm, or not the farm, the ranch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had this property that, you know, all the people yeah. were at. Yeah, I uh, saw the trailer for that. I remember that was a movie that I marked as one I wanted to see. Now, what's yeah, interesting is there's a couple Australian actresses, because this was filmed in Australia, so maybe they did some casting. We got Olivia De, De Jong, D E J O N G. We're probably we're probably butchering it, yeah. Yeah, uh, playing Priscilla. We got this woman who's playing Gladys. She is an Australian actress, Helen Thompson. B.B. Mm-hmm. Uh, King is in this movie. Not the B.B. King, but we have a guy playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Someone's playing. Calvin Harrison Jr. He was in Twelve Years a Slave. And Ender's Game. So he's been in a couple movies. Now, my thing about biopics and portraying someone that it was actually a real person 
even if it's the main focus, the main character, the other people too mm -hmm. that are anybody that's famous. I don't want right. someone who is real famous actor. Like Tom Hanks is fine as Colonel Tom Parker, but you don't want like mm -hmm. Jim Carrey playing Elvis. You don't want, I don't know. Right. I was, I was watching a movie and I can't remember which one it was. It's some fantasy movie. It got, it got really, really bad ratings. Uh, you know, there's fairies and it's an other world and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so these, these three fairy godmothers come down and it's, it's uh, one of them is, one of them is Oprah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and another one is, is a blonde actress that I should know. And it's not coming to me. It's, um, but it was just bizarre. It's like, I'm supposed to believe this. These, mm -hmm. these three people come down from the other world and, you know, it's Oprah. Like, I mean, like come on, I, just, I can't, I can't do anything with that. You know, like they're it, playing. It, it was a horrible movie. Like they're playing dress up. The like they're not. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was the name of that movie? I can't remember, but oh, I know what you thing. mean. Yeah. I looked it up to see what other like kind of biopic movies that they did on Elvis. And of course, the one I remember, which is actually the first movie on Elvis was in 1979. And it was just called mm -hmm. Elvis. And Kurt Russell was Elvis. I think it, was, yeah. it might have been a TV movie. Now, there's some weird ones here, one of which I watched today, and I'll talk about that last. But um, we got Elvis mm -hmm. and Nixon. And this is a fairly new movie. It was 2016. Michael Shannon, who was in The Shape of Water, which I know you saw, Mike. Mm -hmm. He was the guy in the movie that was kind of cruel to the uh, creature. He's playing Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Kevin Spacey is Richard Nixon. Okay. <laughs> I, might, I might have to check that one out. Um, yeah, yeah. We got Elvis and the Beauty Queen from 1981. Don Johnson mm -hmm. as Elvis from <laughs> Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's a Canadian mockumentary, Canadian-American mockumentary, which means, you know, like yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Elvis um, meets Nixon. That's from 1997. Well, you mentioned the first one with uh, Kurt Russell. Um, that one was called Elvis. And so they really need to give the sort of uh, extended title byline elvis you know elvis mm. and tom elvis and the colonel is that what you said elvis and the colonel right well you know on, on wikipedia maybe it's still on there it was saying untitled untitled yeah. elvis movie and now not on Wik on internet movie database uh wikipedia mm -hmm. says elvis now so i don't know yeah now there is a trailer for it i should have looked to see maybe that is the title i guess there's, yeah. a, there's a very short trailer for this movie if our listeners want to check it out. Yeah, and I want to check it out as well. Mm -hmm. It doesn't show a lot. It, it shows Elvis from a distance from the side of the, coming out to the stage. And then mm -hmm. there's another shot of the back of him. So they're not really showing what Elvis, the actor, looks like as Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Yet. You know, like Marvel movie, they'll keep things secret. You know, some of these movies. Right, have to right. Now, there's two weird ones here, one of which I watched this morning. But this is the mm -hmm. first one. And this movie, we have, like Mike and I talked about, you know, cable. Mike just got rid of cable. We won't go into that. Yeah. But I have, like, between my wife and my wife has to watch, like, everything that's on TV. Not everything, but we have, like, every channel. Close. So you think I could go on there, talk into the remote, say this movie and it'll come up i cannot find this movie to rent wow or like you can get the dvd but it's called heartbreak hotel 
And this is a weird premise, and I actually want to watch this movie, and supposedly it's not a great movie. This is from 1988. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a guy named Charlie and his band. He's in a, you know, band. And he gets the idea to kidnap Elvis as a birthday gift for his mom. (laughs) She's in a car accident or something. She's in the hospital, but she runs a boarding house. Uh-huh. So along the way, they find a woman who looks like Elvis's mother, and they they lure Elvis somehow uh, by having this woman who looks like his mother at, as a ghost, like he thinks it's the ghost of his mother. Yeah. And they use like chloroform to knock him out, mm-hmm. Elvis, mm-hmm. and yeah. he wakes up in the boarding house. So at first, he I guess he's pissed, you know, or but reading the um, you know the description. Uh, he eventually becomes friends with El, uh, Ch- with Charlie, and I guess mm-hmm. the end of the movie, he ends up playing with their band uh, at the high school or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a weird one. Dream come true, dream come true. And what's that one called? That is Heartbreak Hotel, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, I know, uh, but think about eighty. Uh, seriously, think about eighty eight. It's not the not the peak of uh, movie making. Yeah, there. I just want to say David Keith who's been in a lot of stuff, namely an officer and a gentleman, you know, from a long time mm-hmm. ago, but he plays Elvis, David Keith. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so the one I watched this morning was yeah. called, it's got a weird title. You wouldn't think it was an Elvis movie. It's called Bubba Hotep. Okay. Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Bubba Hotep. Um, Bruce Campbell, who was in the Evil Dead movies, plays Elvis. Okay. And he actually is convincing as Elvis. But Elvis wakes up in a nursing home. Okay, so the whole believable, yeah. believable. Uh huh. Yeah. But it's 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 not it's it's almost a horror movie. It's a comedy horror with Elvis, right? <laughs> and I actually found this movie very. I thought it was good. I thought it was very yeah. interesting. And well, you already know that my favorite horror movies are comedy horror. Mm-hmm. You already know that we talked about that. Yeah. Jim and Mike I don't talk. know if this is on Netflix, but I watched it on Tubi. Yeah. So apparently Elvis, he, he gets tired of being famous. Maybe he gets tired of Colonel Tom Parker. Who knows? He decides, I don't want to be <laughs> Elvis anymore. Right? So he finds another yeah. guy uh, to take his place. So the ah. guy who takes it, yeah, that looks like him. So the guy that takes his place then eventually gets, you know, starts doing drugs. I guess gets heavy mm-hmm. and he's the one that dies and Elvis, the real Elvis goes on to become an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> oh, cool. Nobody knows, right? Yeah. So they show, they go back and forth, but supposedly all Elvis's papers, his original papers, there's an explosion. I think he's outside. They're like doing, having a cookout. He's having a cookout with a couple mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, his trailer blows up or something. So he can never prove that he's the real Elvis. So they kind of put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the other part of the story is there's a mummy that's on exhibit. And I guess uh-huh. some people steal the mummy and somehow dump this mummy in, the, in this river, which is near the nursing home. Well, the mummy yeah, somehow yeah. comes back to life and he's stealing the souls of the nursing home patients because and nobody would notice because they're they're old and yeah yeah you know thinking of some problems yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah 
Elvis, I'm not going to go into all the deep, but Elvis, the other thing is Ozzie Davis, uh, actor, he claims he's John Kennedy. And mm-hmm. to avoid assassination, they had his uh, skin darkened. He's a black actor. <laughs> well, yeah. John Kennedy, yeah. So he's John yeah. Kennedy. He's in a, a wheelchair, motorized wheelchair. And, and El- so Elvis wakes up in the nursing home. Apparently, he ended up there because he broke his hip performing yeah i get it so it's, it's <laughs> 20 years it's 20 years later and that's when this mummy yeah. thing's going on and there's a good battle scene at the end because El- elvis has a, a walker and he has to battle the mummy and i won't tell you how it, but it this is one you should check out just for just kind of yeah if you're weird and battle scene with if you're saying there's a battle scene with a, a walker and a mummy that's that's enough right there to lure me in yeah 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 <laughs> And like I said, Bruce Campbell, um, mm-hmm. you know, he was good in The Evil Dead. And if you're a fan of Bruce Campbell and you haven't seen this movie, you got to see it. I mean, I was mm-hmm. and I was entertained. I, I, it's it's well acted. It's it's not mm-hmm. schlocky like sounds like it is, but no, it's it's yeah, yeah. it's very entertaining. Give so, us the title again. Is this Bubba Hotet? But Bubba, how do you spell that? What what's H O that ho H O hyphen t-e-p oh tet with a p yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah well that's that's the that's the a, that's the egyptian mummy's name or something ah, or it has to do something with that Abahotep. yeah 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 Very interesting but check that out okay yeah yeah so i think that yeah it's been great doing uh it's been great doing music news with you jim and mm-hmm. uh hearing about the two elvises so yeah elvis lives yeah, and I'm glad Mike uh, could do this today. And you might have noticed we're, we're doing this remotely. All right. So uh, until next time, turn on the TV. <laughs> T- turn off the TV. Talking about movies. Yeah. Talking about movies. The- but, uh, yeah, you can turn it on or off, but uh, turn off the TV. And turn up the music. Turn off the music. Intro and exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. Jim and Mike Talk Music is recorded at, did you say, 7 Studios in Washington, New Jersey. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The song Blackout Romeo by the Spin Wires and I Know Where You've Been by Forget the Whale were used with royalty-free permission. <laughs>